Welcome to this shifting moment. This is a podcast in which we're seeking a profound shift in the way that we react to things. We do that through weekly discussions and twice weekly readings and responses from some of the great thinkers and spiritual writers. And my name is Richard, and I'm a spiritual coach and a mindfulness teacher with over 20 years of experience in treatment and private practice. And my name is Josh, and I'm an ordained pastor and a writer with a history of directing spiritual communities. We want you to be a part of everything that we do. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and suggestions. Please contact us at 424-341-3860 and follow us on This Shifting Moment on Instagram and Facebook. Thinking, you know, and kind of taking a look at where you are in life and recognizing that there are parts of it that are just and have not looked the way that you might have hoped mm-hmm. that they would look. And, uh, you know, and I think a lot of times that's that's why we might pick up a drink, you know, is because we can't kind of reconcile yeah. that. And I think, but I don't think anybody's really immune to having moments like that. You know, yeah, we go through moments where things feel like they're falling into place and things are looking good. And then we have those moments where we slip into this um, self-reflection, this uh, almost what... You know, a lot of times they call it in the literature, they call it morbid Mm. self-reflection. And we start to see what's not Mm. happening the way that we want it to happen. What isn't going the way that we thought it would go or isn't feeling the way that we thought Mm. it would feel. You know, because a lot of times I think, and I've done this, we go through life thinking, if Mm. I can just get over Mm. there, if I can just get that happening, then I'll be okay. If, if, if. When I get to that, I have I have the, my eye on the prize. When I get over there and that's happening and if I have this in the bank and if I have a relationship and if I am doing something that's meaningful and purposeful, then I, I'm going to that's going to I'm going to really feel good mm. and I'll feel for the most part pretty mm. satisfied. And then when we start to get that stuff going on that you know that our thinking creeps in and and that's, that's why I think meditation is so valuable because our thinking cre- cre- creeps in and we start to we start to kind of look for the cracks. I, totally. In, <laughs> and, in, in, in our own thinking. And, and we start, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, yeah, in our own thinking. We start to look, but we also start to look at the cracks in our, in our reality. We start to look at, oh, but then this is going on. And I mean, I do that too. I mean, I'm coming up on 31 years sober and 70 right. years old and you know, my life looks, you know, successful and I have respect in the community that I work for the most part. And, um, but I, I can see things and I, I mean, I have so many wonderful things going on in my life, but there's almost, there's almost like this negativity Mm. bias that we will have a tendency, despite the reality of what's going on, we'll have a tendency to focus on the minutia of what isn't going right including I'm not feeling the way I thought I would feel. That's that's it. And yeah. and it's the stuff might be there, but how come I'm not feeling better? How come I'm not feeling mm. good? You know, and um I mean I'm a perfect example of it. I have stuff going on in my life and you know, I'm you know, engaged and I'm getting married and I found the love of my life and I never mm. thought that would happen and I'm a lot more comfortable with my sexuality than I ever mm. thought I would be. And, uh, that's a big, huge yeah. thing for me. 
And um, but I'll keep looking for what you know what's going on inside of me. This this mm. doubt, you know, you know, and I I question the decisions I make. I question whether. Well, just, and I think we just yeah, question. you bring up and that, and I think that slips I, us I into. Think you bring up such a great point, which is that so much of the spiritual. I mean, you may be. It may be that all of the spiritual life is simply remembering, <laughs> remembering who we mm-hmm. are, remembering what we are, mm-hmm. where we're from, like all of that. I, and I, remembering these moments that things did truly feel cohesive and all together and they were moving because it's so easy to get caught up in the craziness of the world, the bad news, the anxieties, the fears, all of that are so, so easy for mm-hmm. us to latch onto. And they come so quick. I gotta be, there's no other time in history oh, where yeah. bad news has come at you so fast. And I'm not even saying that from like a, you know, big news level. I'm saying that from just like, we are so constantly connected that there's just never any wiggle room <laughs> between like you and the next problem like that. It, it, uh, I don't know how exactly. a lot of other people are living right now, but I think it's a big pattern in my life where I will hit the pillow at the end of the night and I'll go like, I just did not. Like if you were to write down what you thought that day was going to be and then you hit the pillow, you like look at that again, you flip it around. I actually did that when I was in sober living a lot. I would write down what I <coughs> thought the universe or God was sort of trying to teach me that day when I would wake up and I would go, okay, this is what I think I'm supposed to learn this day. And then I would flip it around at the end of the day and I would write what I really learned. And it was often totally different (laughs) not even like polar not even close to related just like you know whatever um but with our bad news and good news ratio thing like if we let the bad stuff take us over during the day too much we can easily get caught in weeks months years of that kind of pattern Mm -hmm. thinking and it's dangerous um i actually learned a really cool uh trick from a another spiritual director that he uses in his sessions and it's uh it's called the 17 second rule and i guess there's a there's a scientific study done on your thinking and if you think about something for 17 seconds straight it leads to another thought about that thing so they just kind of measured how we sort of string together thoughts and how we put together things and if you focus on something like i'm holding a sparkling water can in my hand right now if i were to focus on the sparkling water can it's yellow it says lacroix on it it's lemoncello it's my favorite flavor anyway if i stare at this thing for 17 seconds Another thought is going to pop up related to sparkling water or related to the yellowness of the can or related to whatever that is. That's just a way that our brains work. Some people it's like 15, some people it's whatever. But the point is, if you try and do this. So the fact is, when bad news comes into our life, which it does all the time, if we focus on that bad news for 17 seconds, guess what's going to happen? another bad news thought is going to pop up and it doesn't have to be related to that bad news, but we're just going to begin to string together because that's what our, our brains do. And that's what our souls do. We look for meaning (laughs) and we follow that meaning. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's been such a powerful thing to kind of, when I'm on, um, you know, I I can notice it with myself when I'm on a walk or something, I'll, I won't have any music playing and I'll just walk and I'll just stress walk. (laughs) And I'll realize I've been walking for 10 minutes now. And all I've been doing is stress conversing with myself like trying to solve these problems inside of my head thinking about it and what is that doing it's just a breeding ground for more of this thinking to pop up and so that when you mentioned meditation meditation is the stalwart to all of that because if i just sit and i sit with no judgment and i sit with no expectation for five minutes 10 minutes whatever it looks like for you 17 seconds (laughs) whatever uh I can, I can begin to reset that thinking. And so my thinking uh, just has like a, a clean slate. It, it's just a beautiful, fresh garden and palette to 
you know, grow things in or paint things on. Um, and it's not all of that negative. But if I get caught in that negative, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm now surrounded in it. <laughs> if that makes well, any sense. And, and, that, and that's the thing. We have to want to change what we're mm. experiencing. And that, and that, to me, I think that's that's a, almost a bigger piece of the puzzle, because sometimes we do want to dwell on oh, what we we've it. got going on, <laughs> because because we think that there's a solution there, and and um, and because if we we're not always conditioned to to fix it or to look mm-hmm. at the solution or recognize that I'm uh, I, I'm 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 moving on to the next mm-hmm. thought, and because sometimes we just don't care. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you know so. what I'm saying, and so it it really it really has to kind of tap into caring enough to doing that. And I think a lot of times we get so stuck in our in our stuff that we almost want to be there um, because it gives us something to hang our hat mm. on. That's exactly right. Our it becomes the dominant like story or narrative in our life, and so yeah. we lean towards that yeah. because it, that's my identity. And we it's almost. <laughs> Yeah, and it's almost as though we make it okay. We make it okay. And so to me, I think rather than always trying to fix having that negative thought, my, my perspective would be to kind of welcome yeah. it, you know, and, and learn to kind of um, to have that thought and, and kind of open your heart mm. to it, you know, have compassion for that thinking that kind of even though – there are things in your life that are going really well. It's like, oh, okay, mm. wow. This is because that's that's being able to have that almost that little bit of pain. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now it's like it's so funny because I'm I'm engaged and I'm I'm 70 years old. It's like, what the fuck? You know, I'm gonna be dead sure, in a couple of years. You know what I mean? <laughs> and but I mean that but yeah. that's where my that's where my head goes, you know. I'm gonna be dead in a couple of years. Why would I why would I bother doing that? And so I mean, you know, a lot of people out there might not be dealing with the aging uh, uh, issue, uh, which I am, but sometimes we look mm-hmm. at it that way. And whether it's aging or whether it's um, some of our compulsive behavior or whether it's mental illness, sometimes we can that, that kind of brings us into a place of mm-hmm. we doubt um, our capacity to truly be in the life that we're working and at that's, being in. that's it too. And there's something to that that I want to relate to what you, what you were saying like uh, further back, which was like, um, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. What was it? What you were saying something about um, it was a willingness to. Uh, I've completely lost that now. You, uh, yeah, keep going on that thought. It'll come back. I completely lost to, that thought. To, to, <laughs> yeah, to, to care? care um, to care? Yeah, what was it? Oh, yeah. I, I, okay, so this is a, a kind of a fun, trippy thought. But I was thinking, yeah, I'm in my 30s. Um, so a little, little behind Richard on the 70s scale there. But I'm, you know, in, in the 30s mm-hmm. now. And I think it's interesting looking at, like, your your life, especially when you get, like, it could be you had some big accident or something, but, it, you know, the only reference point I have is getting sober because it was literally like the thing that was, you know, there's there's one path that could have gone. There's another. There's death and there's life. So that's sort of my, you know, near death experience or whatever that kind of sets it over to the other path. Um, but when I think about like how we're, you know, 
the markers that we set on ourselves in terms of when things should happen in our lives or, or that kind of thing, or that's what you were talking about. It's all clicking now. You were talking about mm-hmm. when we're looking someplace, like when I get over there or when I have this thing or when I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like at 34 now, I'm finally coming to the realization. And I think this is important for a lot of people, no matter what age you're at, because you can do this younger and you can do this older. A lot of people do this probably in their forties or fifties when they start to realize like, Oh, I'm reaching that (laughs) halfway Mm -hmm. mark. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing it's me who's going to have to go through all of that, which is a, a, it sounds very simple and it sounds very like trite, um, but it's really deep and profound when you actually think about that. Like when you make the switch between yeah, some future self is going to have to deal with all of that dying stuff and all of that like aging and all of that like, you know, retirement, whatever that looks like, all the financial stuff, <laughs> everything. Um, usually in my young mind, it was me putting that somebody else is going to deal with that. Like some other Josh is going to come in. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some big life change and swoop it up and rah, rah, rah. Everything's going to be fine. The truth is, it's just this Josh that's going to, I'm not changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's not a new person that's going to come in. I'm changing and evolving and growing, but I ultimately am going to have to deal with everything in my life. That's what it is to be in my life. And exactly. And the law it's like, that, it's like to, tr- to truly be in it, to truly be totally. in it. And, and whether it's pain or whether it's joy or whether it's confusion or sadness or doubt, is to really be in it. It's to really give ourselves permission to have that experience, even if it's doubt, even if it's crazy ass mm. thinking, and to be right there because the only otherwise we're we're always trying to move beyond some feeling that we're having. We're That's always it. trying to move beyond right. some some uh, difficult moment that you know where we're in sadness or confusion or self doubt or self critical mm. judgment, and we're always trying to avoid those feelings and. To me, I don't think they're to be avoided. They're to be related. I love that so much. And I, I, I actually share that I'm being, um, I'm doing a training in spiritual direction that's a little more like sort of Christian mystic focused and stuff. And, um, and I actually brought up to them what you said on the phone to me one time where I was, I, I came to you and I was all proud of myself because I said like, oh, it's just, you know, and this is early, early, early in my sobriety. So I'm just getting to know Richard. I don't know how the, all this stuff works, but I just told him, I was like, had this and for a pastor this would have been like the go-to answer right i just went to my car i had a huge craving and i was about to just go drive and get a drink right that was my a drink who knows what that means i was about to buy a bottle of whatever it just tanked my life and i paused and i said god just take away these feelings just take them away just just lightning bolt me out of this thing and take them away and i called richard and i was like so i just saw i just said take them away and your big thing was like that is that is the exact opposite of what you should be doing, <laughs> which is which is. And you didn't say you said it much more nice to me. Uh, but the the sentiment was like, no, 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 no. If that feeling comes up, you gotta you gotta hang with it. You have to you know like deal with it because if you don't deal with it, you're just gonna be you know running away till it catches you again. And that's the truth. You, it, it it's just a cycle yeah. until you decide and, and, uh, to stop and- that cycle. Right. Exactly. And again, if, if we keep asking God to take away things and if, and if they don't go away, what are we left with? Right. And so, yeah. First of all, first of all, we start to look at God is not a solution because I asked right. and it didn't go and it didn't go away. It didn't happen. And so when it when the next time it comes up, we're left empty handed. You know, we have we have nowhere to go and the, and where to go is to learn to relate mm-hmm. to that thought, to have compassion for that thought, 
and to learn to, to really be in it. It's it's almost, and it's it might feel diabolical to some people out there, but I, bring it I on. would love to hear what it looks like to like relate to a thought or have compassion for a thought. Because I think we talk a lot mm -hmm. about having compassion for others or relating to others, but when it comes to like our thinking and our thoughts that come in, what does that mm -hmm. look like when we're like, well, I think, you know, for me, when, when I have um, a really disturbing thought coming in uh, to my head, I start to realize how spacious my mind is. Wow. That my mind is infinitely spacious. It's capable of having a million thoughts. It's capable of having a trillion thoughts. And so this is just one thought among a trillion. That is so beautiful. I mean when we were writing the other day, uh, Richard and I are writing a, a book right now and um, how we're doing it is we'll do it over Zoom and Richard can see, I'll, I'll throw up his old text to a Google doc and then we'll edit it together and then I'll I'll grab it and put it in our like final draft thing. So he's just seeing these things that come through. And the other day when I was writing this and like pasting it in for you, Google popped up on my the right of my screen and it said, um, try pageless. And I was like, what is pageless? And I clicked it and our page that we had quickly expanded into this huge like white thing and there was this tiny tiny little blip in the middle and I scooched in on that and that was our text and it was just showing that like oh and it, it's fascinating to me it's a whole nother like technical rant that we've always thought of writing in terms of a page right uh, and the mm -hmm. truth is now digitally we are not working with pages so why are we still writing in that vertical form <laughs> and so what it did is it just said like no yeah. no, no here's where you think it's all matter before and now look at this huge space that you can work in, pull from, do stuff in. And I, I, when you said, I realized how big and, and how spacious my mind is, I was just thinking that like, yeah, that's a perspective shift. We think we owe that thought that pops into our head everything. <laughs> like I have to stop everything right. and we this think is my priority. And the truth is like, it can go yeah. like off to pasture. <laughs> it can go climb that mountain in it's the like, distance. It can go, yeah, whatever it needs to do. It's got space. And I, and, you know, it's, Sometimes I do that, and sometimes I, I remind myself, you know what? People all over the world are probably having the same thought at the mm -hmm. same moment. That's, what are they doing That's with a beautiful, it? beautiful reminder. Like, I'm not alone in this. And it, I'm not alone. This is, this is a human thought, uh, you know, and um, I, don't I don't really go into, I don't have to engage it or I don't have to follow it. I just go, and, I, and sometimes I, I let go, this is not my thought, it's just thought. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I let go of taking ownership hmm. of it. It's just a thought. I know. Yeah, because what? Yeah, it's where did that thought. come from? It's, it's like, not. It's, <laughs> I, it, it, instead, it, instead of saying my sadness, I say, "Oh, there's sadness." Yeah, because I mean, in all honesty, you're not you're not a hundred percent responsible for what pops in your head. I mean, there's so no. much going on. I no. yeah, like fact, very little, very little, very little. little. I was just reading up on priming, which is a an amazing communication tool that they're using it in advertising now. But priming is basically like they did a study where they took a uh, they they got a guy and brought him outside. And it was a fake study, but a real study. So they told the person, this is the study. I want you to take this, you know, hot drink and tell me what it is. So they took a hot drink and they took a cold drink. This is insane. When they then asked, they thought that they were going to ask a question about the drink. and They didn't. They asked about the guy and they said, what did you think the the gentleman's temperament was that handed you that drink? And if he handed them a hot drink, they said, mm, I don't know, like warm, like just very like warm and like friendly. And if they handed them a cold drink, they would say, ah, 
little brisk, like little cold, like not not super friendly. Like it, it's fascinating. So like <laughs> the the way that our minds work and that your thinking works is so influenced by a zillion other little things that sometimes you're just stuck with a it thought really, that like honestly, it, that's not you. <laughs> and you can yeah, full carp launch to just say no. It re- it it really is, and I think I think it's you know our capacity to see them differently. I mean, I'm reading a book right now by a wonderful. Um, trans writer and and they talk about um they they talk about various lessons and they're a a dharma teacher and they talk about the fact that you know they said that one of the biggest lessons that they've learned is that god never makes Mm. mistakes god never makes mistakes and if you hold that perspective and if you really are living in that perspective, however, it doesn't make any difference about your belief system or whatever. But if you see that, how is your perspective going to change? It's going to it's going to allow you to use everything that comes your way and see that it's that it's not an accident, that it's basically an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you look at it as, you know, even if you have one of those discursive thoughts coming into your awareness that's troubling or craving or averting or doubting or critical and if you see that as it not being an accident uh, you can begin to use mm. that to as, as something that you can mm. grow from i absolutely love that beyond recognition and i think it works on so many different levels like i think that there's we don't mm-hmm. we don't need that yeah we don't need to be responsible for those i mean all you have to do <laughs> is just kind of just say okay great this is a reality now it's a part of my life and mm-hmm. i don't need to make a big deal out of it like i don't need to over dramatize it and i don't need to over explain yeah. it it's just a thing <laughs> it's that class it's that classic phrase help me to see the lesson what is the lesson that i'm mm-hmm. learning here what is the mm-hmm. teaching and and so if you see if you look at life almost as though it's it's uh, a, a life that's it's just all educational. And how and I love like that you're bringing it's compassion all, yeah. and you know that, like love into that for that thought because in all honesty like you just have to give yourself a little slack like that's just what my brain produced <laughs> in this moment and I'm so yeah. that's a bummer but you know what I'm gonna have compassion for myself I'm gonna have compassion for the thought and yeah. I'm just gonna yeah because if. Yeah, because if you start to do battle with that mm-hmm. thought, what what happens? Yeah, well, you're going to be in. Yeah, I, that's a perfect. Exactly. You're, you're just the, the resistance to you're that. You're going to be in hell, and you're take just, up your entire yeah. day. Like if you think about when you're really stressed you're, out and you can think of nothing else, <laughs> it's because like all of your yeah. brain power is just going to like it's that it's the it's that Google mm-hmm. page thing. It's going to the page when the, there's a whole universe exactly. around it that that is the reality, and and we have just right. now narrow tunnel vision into. The small things which is you know ultimately exactly it's instead of doing battle and, and and being in resistance to it we bring spaciousness to it and recognize it's just a piece of the puzzle and we can let it be there without having to give it any more power than it deserves mm-hmm.